welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. One topic, one guest, one hour, quick plugs. Coming to San Francisco this week to the punchline in a week. That's a uh, Glengarry Glenn Ross reference, the in a week part, not me coming to the punchline. But anyway, I'll be at the San Francisco punchline uh, starting Wednesday, I believe, uh, through Saturday. Bunch of shows. Please come on out. We always have a great time over there. Uh, next week, the following week, I will be at Crackers in Indianapolis at the Downtown Club. Come out to that. We always have fun at Crackers as well. Watch a show. Let's have a drink. Whatever. Let's have nice times together. And I'll see you at Gilda's Laugh Fest in March. Anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about what? Talking about some son of a bitch doesn't... All right. I'll stop with the Glengarry references. We're talking about masculinity. This is a, this is the first time on this podcast. We have never repeated a topic yet. Uh, but my guest today... I said, what do you want to talk about? He blurted out. This was the first thing he said, and I thought, you know what? That's great, because we did a two-part episode about this with Cameron Esposito. Uh, and now my guest today is a man, and I'd love to talk about this again uh, but and get the male perspective on it. Um, but I'm going to do the same intro that I did last time because my take on this is pretty similar. Masculinity, uh, there's no shortage of it. Uh, and there's no shortage of viewpoints and opinions on the subject either. Masculinity is what a man should carry himself with, right? Or it's what defines his real backbone. Or there's too much of it in the world. Or there's too little. Or masculinity is a thing that just shouldn't exist at all. These are the opinions. So the question to me is, is masculinity good or bad? So often the case is that when masculinity is exhibited by a person, whether that person be a man or a woman, it often leads to boorish pig-headed, confrontational behavior. Masculinity and having something to prove always seem to go hand in hand. Fist fights, screaming matches, even plain old arm wrestling. All these behaviors are the result of two people that have too much backbone and too much machismo. On the other hand, masculinity can come in quite handy. I mean, when you run into a maniac in an alleyway or some other country points its missiles at yours, or maybe you're just getting picked on in the schoolyard, what else besides masculinity or who else besides a masculine person is going to assist you in acting with the proper strength in such a threatening situation? So masculinity, it's not bad. It's not good. Maybe it's a little bit of both. It's got its pros and its cons, its merits and its detriments. After all, you never feel safe when it's shielding well, well, no, let me say that again. I read it incorrectly, everybody. After all, you never feel safer than when it's shielding you, but you never feel more threatened than when you're on the receiving end of it. Seems to me that masculinity as an argument is a lot like the gun argument. Nobody wants to have a firearm around until somebody else with a firearm comes around. Or maybe masculinity is more comparable to alcohol. It's one of those things that can give you confidence and strength, but too much of it can lead to a firestorm. I'd like to think that, ultimately, masculinity is something we need to learn to properly respect because in a time when certain groups of people want to strip it away from us completely and other groups of people react to that by oversaturating themselves with it, we desperately need to find the delicate balance before we turn into one giant, genderless, asexual clump or erupt into a war of the sexes where teams are not defined by gender but by the effeminate and the savage. Here's my guest, so we can start the discussion. You've heard enough from just me. 
Uh, he's a tremendous stand-up comedian. We've been doing some shows together lately. Uh, he's a blast. You can catch him all around the comedy scene in L.A. You can catch him touring across the country, too. I stress that you do this. I also stress that you follow his sketch group uh, entitled Women. Uh, that is the name of the group. It's called Women, uh, which is another reason I'm excited to be talking about masculinity with a man that's in a sketch group called Women. Uh, they are hilarious. Uh, they've been on IFC. They're all over YouTube. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. Jake Weissman. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me, buddy. How are you? I'm doing great. Good, good. Um, Welcome to the show. Thank you. And I just want to uh, just explain kind of why I picked the topic, if that's okay, before we get into it. You can it. do whatever you want, man. First thing is I, I had kind of forgotten, but when you brought it up, I was like, I'd forgotten that that was the exact topic with Cameron. I listened to that two-parter. I thought it was amazing. Thank you. Um, I think it's interesting because I, and knowing you, because right. you're such a fascinating person to me um, for various reasons, and partially because of the topic of masculinity, not only you and what you talk about, but who your friends are, or at least friends in comedy are, and also even just your dealings with like, uh, you know, Anthony Kumia, whatever that fucking guy is, uh, right. and just like that situation, whereas you're kind of the the voice against them even though you were one of those guys like right. you're the one who spoke out against that and i look at that as extreme masculinity right um, so i just find it very interesting and also because i've always personally felt like a li like a mix of a lot of masculinity and a lot of femininity sure. um, but the older i've gotten i've stopped understanding why i have been unable to understand why one thing is masculine and one thing is feminine um, and which ways in which they are nature and nurture. and we, Like, obviously, there's biological tendencies to everything, but exactly why we call certain traits masculine and certain tra traits feminine or the way that that gets delineated between sexuality, like, especially for a man. It's like, oh, you're, right. you're homosexual if you're more feminine, supposedly, in society, and you're, right. you're heterosexual if you're more masculine, which is obviously bullshit, and we know plenty of people that are not like that. Well, yeah, I mean, I lived... Uh I lived in New York for, for quite a few years, and, and gay thugs were not an uncommon sight in New York. I mean, you had guys that were openly, very openly gay uh, in the street being very affectionate with one another, but that were jacked and like were, were, had a very, very alpha male demeanor to them. Well, you yeah, know? Absolutely. I mean, not only that, but like, I, I don't know, I don't think this is offensive, but. When I just think about sex, right, like a lot of men, like hetero men, describe themselves as like super masculine if they fuck a lot of women, right? Women are tiny. Sure. You know what I mean? To make a, a woman come, it's not that. I mean, maybe it's difficult, but they're small beings. You know, you're, you're, you're having sex with someone way smaller than you. If you fuck a guy, that's like my, my gay friends describe uh, sex as like an Olympic sport. It's sex between <laughs> two men. It's way more yeah. masculine in activity. Yeah. And, and I always find that so funny. It's like so it's it's so masculine when I think about it. Two guys fucking. It's like a it's a really not all of it. I mean, I've never had sex with a man, so I don't know. But um, uh, oh, that actually brings me to another reason why I wanted to bring this up. Uh, sorry to switch because comments. of the test text I sent you. Yes, which I yeah. think is super funny, and not that that deals with masculinity, but I think right. it's really interesting. Yeah, um, there was a text a few months ago where you were hanging out with Jake Fogelness, who I think is a friend of both of ours. Yes, and I get a text from you, and the text followed by him immediately. And the text from you was, "Wait, you're not gay? I totally thought you were gay." And um, we've known <laughs> each other for like a year, and I totally get it. You're certainly not the first person that has known me for a long time. <laughs> and then Jake Fogelness just texts back like, "He's not kidding. He really thought you were gay." And <laughs> <laughs> and and not that I and I really don't like I I want to take like length to not associate 
uh, masculinity with heterosexuality, but sure, in this no, society, yeah. that yeah. is a huge part of what we do. I agree. I agree. I don't. Uh, I don't think masculinity and heterosexuality are synonymous. It's just as I don't think uh, femininity and homosexuality or or females are synonymous. Um, I uh, you know I've known. I wouldn't say many, but I've known enough gay men in my lifetime that have been very outspokenly off-put by extremely effeminate gay men, yeah. which I always found surprising when I first encountered that. I never knew that was a thing, but I knew... And whether you think that's okay or not is a, is a different discussion, but my point is, is I was very surprised when I met a gay man who to, was scoffing to me about another gay man who was too effeminate to him. Oh, I mean, the F word gets thrown around by certain gay men like a ton, like yeah. a slur, like in a, in a more, way more than anyone I know would ever do it. And of course it's their word. So that, you know, they're allowed to more, but it's like, very, there's a lot of like vitriol there. And it's really interesting. When you say the F word, you mean fucking? No, I mean F A G G O T. You, which can, I, you can say it if you want. It's okay. It's no, not going to be, it's, you're saying it to reference it. You're not, you're I not know, being like, I'm, Look at all, you know. I know, and I, and you know, among the privacy of friends, or if, or if gay friends are around, we will throw it around. But there is something about it. I find this is a whole other discussion about like language and what you can and can't say in a public setting versus a private setting. Sure. For some reason, I still I got called that word a ton as a kid, but because I don't uh, fuck guys, I still feel like I can't really say it in a public setting. Sure. Um, even though I could not have less hatred in my heart. Uh, for anyone based on the subject of sexuality. You know what I mean? Like right. That is not where my hatred lies. It is all personality-based stuff uh, right. or religious stuff. But um, but I just, for some reason, uh, I don't know. I've never been comfortable saying it like on stage necessarily. There, I used to have a joke about it, but I was like, for some reason, I just feel... And this is something maybe I have to overcome because I don't care. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I don't feel racist or uh, homophobic or anything, but... That doesn't mean people won't look at me that way if I say that stuff. Yeah, I I, I will say the word uh, faggot on stage. I'll say it on the podcast here, like in a discussion like this, not in a derogatory way, but, you know, if we're discussing a word, I'll say the word. But I'll say it on stage if I talk about what somebody has, when they've called me that. I won't ever say it, like, as a punchline. You know what I mean? Right, or like, right. No, of course. Or of calling course. somebody else that. But, like, I, I was talking on stage recently about, like, receiving like making a joke about receiving like shitty tweets from somebody and i was like got called a faggot a lot today yeah, i remember always that. Yeah. one g and an i yeah never two g's <laughs> yeah, and an exactly. I. Yeah. yeah and uh <laughs> and you know it, it went over well uh but you know but like it's you know it's one of those words like you know i equate i equate uh i know it's a lot more horrible stuff has stemmed from the word faggot than has stemmed from the word cunt but I would shave faggot a little closer to cunt than I would to a racial slur. I, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, neither of us are gay, so it's like kind of hard for us to really know what it's really like. But yes, I agree with you. The problem that what's so interesting about language, and again, I'll get off this topic soon, but those words, the reason why they're slurs is in part because they're the most fun to say. They're so incredible to hear. Like even the word fuck, which obviously isn't a slur, it's similar to a lot of slurs. It just sounds amazing. They're the most fun to say if you stub your toe. It just sounds great. Right. And that is a problem. It's like I don't 
I don't think any woman is a cunt. I just love the word cunt. It's fu- I want to fuck your cunt. I want to fuck your hot cunt. You know what I mean? It's not. It doesn't sound like I want to fuck your hot vagina. That makes me want to dry up my penis. You know what I mean? But yeah. I want to fuck your hot cunt. Like it just sounds good. Um, yes. But like there's just all. I, it's weird how society like in order to get to equality, it seems like everyone the step is to compartmentalize everything first, make everything okay with stuff, and then we're allowed to say that stuff. But you have to like sure. make sure it's okay first for everyone, which is so weird. But I well, get it. I agree. Yeah, this is now the last thing I'll say about yeah, this. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 because we're I I I do want to get back to the to the actual topic. But I mean, this is this is what we do on the show. Uh, we I pick umbrella topics for a reason. Yeah. You know, talking about the Republican Party is too specific. But when you talk about voting, that can spiderweb off into sure. Republicans, Democrats. Uh, you know, uh, uh, do you vote? Do you not vote? You know, so masculinity, it, this is a, because I would say most masculine people truly. It, it, I, I, let me rephrase that. I would say most masculine people that that epitomize the worst type of masculinity. Yes. Uh as uh, George Carlin calls it, like locker room strutting mm-hmm. kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think those people are people that would probably very freely use a lot of these words that we're discussing right now in a derogatory way. Absolutely. And say tough shit or whatever. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm generalizing, but y- y- you kind of get what I'm we saying. Can, I think we can generalize. But uh, my point is, is um, um, oh, God damn it. Oh, I agree with Ricky Gervais's take on the whole thing. When he in his last special, he said, "I believe you can." Well, he's talking about jokes. I also believe you can joke about anything. But he was like, "So, but we're talking about being on stage and saying these things." He said, um, "The reason I believe I can tell this audience a joke about anything is because I am assuming all of you are intelligent enough to realize I am joking and that I don't mean." He goes, I would never go up to a pedophile and be like, hey, you're going to love this one because that guy's sick. Right. But if I make a joke to you guys, you know that I'm joking. I you know? know. But that's interesting. And I and I agree with you. Obviously, I mean, I am a comedian and I, I love, you know, I'll laugh at anything. But the thing and you're is, an edgy comic, too. I, tr- I You know, it, it matters to me to really talk about things. But the thing is, Joe we are smarter than a lot of people and i don't not like right. we're so but like that is the problem you're not talking to people that are as smart as you most of the time so and you're saying your audience is stupid i'm saying that I'm joking oh, come on i'm joking kind of, yes don't no, take that seriously <laughs> no, no, i'm no, just kidding no no i yeah. no, i know you're joking of course i know you're joking but what i mean is is that look at look at responses to your tweets if you're tweeting a joke look at people trying to they explain the joke back to you like they're just dumb like like people if you are a great comedian joe you are smarter than most people and that's just how it goes there's no way and i'm not trying to be an elitist here the reason why you are entertaining joe is because you have something to say to people that they haven't necessarily been able to articulate they are smart in different ways maybe they're brilliant scientists and can't tell a joke but there's no way you're not smarter than most people it's a well i would say that i'd say that um comedians are perhaps socially smarter than many people mm-hmm. or you know what i i wouldn't even say i don't know if the word if i'd use the word smart i think comedians are socially more mature than most people where they're able to say come on man can we not act like babies right now you know what i mean can we just speak openly like you know and i don't think the average person is able to do that because they're so conditioned from being in these work environments and home environments and neighborhood environments where everybody is getting offended and you don't say this to that one and this person if you say this he'll get pissed off and what 
So I think comedians do have that luxury of being of being a much more matured social type of personality because we're hanging around with other comedians most of the time. Interesting. I almost I would not use the word mature, um, but I I really socially mature, not emotionally. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, emotionally, emotionally stunted in the worst. So often. Yeah. In in a way that sometimes is necessary in order to create comedy, unfortunately. Right. Um, But anyway, so getting back to masculinity, one of the things I remember when I was a kid. So I've never I've always been I have an older sister who is gay. Everyone has always told me I was gay from a very young age, uh, which is fine. I can deal with it. It's fine. I don't care. But was this just friends or family would say it too? My family thought it, but my friends would say it. You know what I mean? I remember a very specific time when I was a kid, and this has kind of been a lot of my life, uh, which is for some reason I was like 15. I had a group of maybe six friends and all of us, you know, we played sports and all that stuff. And uh, I was always the weird one. And we were watching the MTV movie Music Awards and Ricky Martin came on there. Uh, This is before he was out and he was wearing some ridiculous thing. And I remember saying like, wow, that re- looks really good on him. And, <laughs> and I remember my friend Alec, who I'm still friendly with, he was like, what? That's weird. What do you mean? That's so weird. And like, I was like, I felt so shamed. You know what I mean? And like, everyone was like, yeah, why'd you say that? that's so weird? Like, oh, I don't even know if they were like, that's gay, but they were like, that's weird. Why would you say that? Would you say another man looks good? Now, this is kind of like the basis for so much of masculinity. It's like, if I, you're, you're a mature guy, but a guy similar to you that is maybe not as smart as you, if I was like, Joe, I really love what you're wearing today. You look fucking great, man. You look awesome. Sure. There might be a guy who's like, what are you, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? I what? hate when guys do that. I love saying to a guy, I like what you're wearing. I, I like these pants. They work. You definitely have friends that you could not say that to without getting some shit. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I have. I've had, yeah, yeah I've had, I've literally had grown men say to me, I'll go, I'll go, hey, man. Nice sweater, man. You're 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 looking good tonight, man. And another guy will literally has been like, Joe Joe was gay. Yeah, no, it's like it's like, like I'm it, like, what? Yeah, it's so weird to me because what I find so bizarre about that is that like when you look at we're both attracted to women, so when you see women, it's like they're beautiful. It's like what you are praising is their beauty. You have an eye for aesthetics. You like right. beautiful things. I like beautiful things. I right. like watching beautiful movies. I like Kubrick movie. Like if, if I'm watching a Kubrick movie, I'm not going to be like, man, this is some cool bro shit. I'm like, this is fucking stunning to look at. There's a beautiful composition in this. This is a photographer sure. genius who has created something beautiful. And you, and when you, most men, I think when they're attracted to women, they're attracted physically to the beauty of her so it's like in order we have an eye for beauty and we're not allowed to say that because it's a person with a penis well i mean and it's and it's absurd because when you think of some of our uh you know uh i I, i'd say most intense and like fiercest artists uh that we've you know especially ones in in the entertainment culture or whatever they're all very indulgent in women. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these guys are like, you know, I hate to reference Roman Polanski because he raped a kid. Uh, but aside from the kid raping part, yeah. you know, he's definitely a guy that loves women and is very passionate about women, you yeah, know? absolutely. Um, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, Coppola and Scorsese. And, no, of course. You know, these, these, are, these are like very... By textbook tradition, by traditional textbook definitions, these are very manly men, 
You know, these are manly men. Well, I was, but they have these wonderful artistic eyes for things. You know, it's very, it's very interesting. You know, and and I think like for instance, like something I always found interesting about Italian culture, and I believe you grow up in some sort of Italian culture. I could be wrong. I was raised by Italians. I was adopted and raised by Italians. I remember watching a Sopranos episode uh, where it's about how Tony goes down on his wife once a year for her birthday, and th- that secret can't get out. That's like an insane. Oh no, maybe it's it's big. Well, it's his uncle. I don't know. One of the people, like, it's a huge secret that he goes down on his wife, right? Because it's, like, not a masculine thing, theoretically, or something like that. And this is a big part of culture. Like, no, I don't go down on women. That's crazy. Um, 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 or, but, but then in Italian culture, there's such a hugging. There's a lot of emotions. I find with a lot of my Italian male friends, like, they, they're so emotional. They're these tough guys, but they cry. Right. They hug. It's like, and to me, stuff where I'm like, shouldn't you be repelled by that if we're talking about the math? of this situation yeah i used to i used to have a joke about this it's on it's on one of my cds about i I, the joke was i've been to italy here's my question what happens between rome and newark airport (laughs) and i I was like what is what is the i go that it's an eight-hour flight the product really deteriorates and i would just do these parallels between italian men in italy and italian men in jersey and you know, it would be like, you know, you're in Italy and they're like, come here, I love you. And yeah. they're kissing you and they're hugging you and be my friend. Come, please. I love you so much. And blah, blah. and then, you know, as soon as you get to Jersey, it's like, oh, fuck you, you faggot. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy yeah. how much it shifts. But even those guys in Jersey, though, as you're saying, and that is pretty much what I grew up around. And it's not every guy, but like there is something very contradictory in... um. I feel like there's there, there might be a bit, I don't know the Irish culture as well, but there might be a bit of it in the Irish culture too, where there's this this extreme like bury the emotions, be a man, put on the game face, matched with absolute passion, sentimentality, tears. Well, kissing. I mean, I kiss every man in my family. Yeah. To this day, every time I see my dad, I kiss him. I I find it super, and and this is kind of what I want to talk about. I find it very fascinating, the idea of manliness. It's a trope. It's a manliness. Like even your good friend Bill Burr, who I think is possibly the best comic working right now, talks a lot about manhood. Right. He talks about this idea of like like his father was like this silent man. You know what I mean? Like silent, no emotions. Push your emotions down. He talks about that a lot. I don't mean to talk about someone else's stand-up, but I think he's such an interesting person because he's such a brilliant guy. And his stand-up is so about being a man. And what being a man is, is this traditional view of pushing your emotions down. I was born into this weird brain and body. I'm unbelievably emotional. I'm more emotional than most women I ever date. You know what I mean? I'm, I only am attracted to women, but I'm wildly emotional. I like have so many feelings. I want to talk. My toenails are painted, Joe. My toenails are painted. They're painted? Yeah. I, the, the woman that I'm seeing painted my toenails because I like it. I don't know. I like a little flair. I don't know what that means. I have what a, color are they painted? They're like maroon. I'll show it to you. Yeah, there they are. Maroon. But anyway, the point is, is that I... Now, now I found that a little strange. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. But, but that's why? strange because because you're a straight guy with painted toenails, right? Why? Because women paint their toenails, right? Why? Because you're not gay. It's interesting though because there's really no answer because the answer is logicless eventually at the end if you get to the end of that row. Sure. And that's kind of what I'm talking about is what I find so fascinating. We hung out like a week ago, which was super fun, and I was talking to you about how you know. When I use um, uh, 
the internet for in a large way. I, I don't know if you remember this because we were, you know, indulging in things, but uh, it, it was like, I just think that sexuality is so fascinating. People look uh, for it to be this binary thing, but or or just uh, gender to be this binary thing. Do you remember we were talking about this? And I was like, I just think that yes. th- there's such an opening with gender. There, there's no need for it to def- be defined in a certain way. Like something that's interesting about like uh, the, the trans uh, movement is like there's so much. They've been shit on so much, right? And they've been uh, pushed into this corner that they're all they are is. They're furious, and they should be furious. We treat them subhuman, and it's so crazy. But uh, the, and people look at it as like this gender-bending weird thing. People don't even realize the word uh, tranny is a slur. You know what I mean? Right. And it's very interesting. And so I, I guess I've always found like I find kind of look at my gender as like I, I'm a, I feel like a heterosexual. But once in a while, I put a few pictures online where like uh, I just had like makeup on. Like I just, I just right. don't care. Like I don't, I just like to express myself. I don't, I don't see what that has to do with my gender, but it is playing with gender. I have only dated women. I, I, I really like couldn't be more excited when I see a naked woman. Right. Um, I don't feel, I don't think I'm a lesbian. I feel like a man. We can, we, uh, you know, we're very different people, but I think we uh, know each other a lot. I, a lot of extremely like hetero, like New York comments, like Mike Racine or something like that. I get along with those guys. Sure. Sam Morrill, like guys that are like very straight. You know what I mean? Very straight. This kind of voice. Like I totally get yeah. that. I'm from New York. I like really do associate with like I'm a sports fan. I love sports. Not that that's like a masculine thing, but it kind of is. And but I've always but I just like I just like all sorts of things. I like I like colors. I like flair. And well, Eddie, Eddie Izzard, you know, he he loved dressing like a woman and was straight. Yeah. He always said he was a lesbian in a man's trapped in a man's body. I always kind of related to that. Well, and that's kind of that's now, one of the things I find so interesting about you. We've talked about this very briefly once, and I wanted to know why you why you feel that way. Uh, because I'm the same way you are, where I do have all sorts of different types of male friends, but I always related a bit more to the female friend. It's funny. It's a it's a it's a running joke between Burr and me and his wife. You know, like that. I heard it on this episode of your podcast. He y- talked about that. Yeah, like Nia, or, or his wife, and I, we we click, man. And like when the three of us hang out, I'm talking more with her than I am with him. And there are times we joke about like how he feels left out, like oh, Billy's left out, you know. But I'm like that with a lot of my friends' wives. Yeah, Bobby Kelly used to give me shit about it because. I'd go to his house. He'd be like, I don't like how you talk to my wife the whole time. You're making me look bad. You know, like I prefer talking to women times a million. I just knew I, I, it's weird. I just I'm it's been the thing since I was a kid because I would when I was a kid, all the, I'm not a sports fan at all. And uh, when I was a kid, all the men after Thanksgiving dinner or whatever would go into the living room and watch the big football game. And there was nothing I wanted to do less. And I loved sitting with all the women around the dining room table while they had coffee and pie and joked and laughed. I liked it. I just liked it. Uh, I also like sitting around a table with a bunch of alpha males and trashing the shit out of each other. That makes me laugh hysterically as well. But but I'm not gay. I love women. I love having sex with women. Yeah, it's fun. It consumes me. Feels good. Yeah, it feels great. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I, sometimes I'm like, man, maybe I am like kind of like a lesbian in a man's body. Well, I don't you know, know. You know, that's the thing. And he, here's the here's the. I mean, there's we could talk about this forever, but basically, like, 
I love talking to alpha males sometimes. The thing I don't like talking to alpha males about is women it, because they trash them, and I don't like that. And, and that's like a thing where a weird part of masculinity gets real blurry. You know what I mean? Because it's like we date women. Obviously, like some women have been shitty to us as we've been shitty to some women that we date them. We interact with that gender. We are, you know, we are the gender we are. Um, but I do get like what I don't understand about masculinity is the need to like shut women out as as equal or to trash them for who they are. That's the thing that really fucks me up. Right. And that's where I really stop understanding. That's when I go, am I even a guy? Because this seems to be what so much of male culture is or or hetero male culture is like trashing women or like calling them fucking terrible names or like talking to them basically just as sexual objects and i know you've dealt with this i know you've dealt with men that talk like this and it's like very weird to me because i'm like why am i less masculine just because i do, i'm not i don't like that does that make well, sense well i understand what you're saying i do think certain i don't think all alpha males do that i think certain alpha males definitely do um i always looked at it like this i get equally mad at men as i get at women i probably get a little more irritated with women uh, more frequently because they're the ones I'm trying to sleep with, you know? So when you have a sexual interest in somebody and somebody, you know, from that, even if it's not the girl you're pursuing or whatever, but that gender that you have to, that you want to sleep with when a member of that gender acts in a certain way that you find irritating, it's for me, it's a little more amplified Mm -hmm. because I'm just like, God damn it. Don't you get it? Like I want to, I want to, Throw rose petals at all of your feet. Like, don't act like this. <laughs> well, so, but I also get equally mad at at guys, like for the same shit. I, I get more upset with guys, and the reason why is I think they're ruining it for us. I like that. That's true. Do you know how many women I've dated where they have told me like, Jake, you don't understand. Like, you're a nice guy, and most men are the worst. They treat me so bad. They don't even know how to fuck. They're so ashamed of their bodies or sexuality. They don't know how to fuck well. They don't like want to like talk about it. They like aren't nice. They're like so cut off from their fucking emotions or they yell at us or they do horrible like physical things to us. I've known very, very, very few guys that are that extreme. That's I feel a, like that's, that's a, all I hear about. You're dating a specific type of woman then. Maybe. I would say so. I would say so, and that's not a slight. I'm just saying. No, it's not a slight. I, don't I care. think you're you could dating me, and I wouldn't care. I think you're dating a specific type of woman that's gravitating towards that type of guy, I, and that's I disagree. I disagree. I mean, I I appreciate and think that's a valid opinion, but I think that it's, I think it's more men are shitty, I, and and I know that that's like such an unfair generalization, but but that's kind of what I'm talking about with this whole like my discomfort with masculinity is like. The reason why I'm more irritated by men is because all I hear and see are men acting like fucking assholes. And when I was younger, I think I acted like an asshole. And, right. and I mean, we all did. We were fucking in our 20s. You know, it's like we don't know what we're doing. Um, but I actually view it as men in general are kind of shitty. Right. Which isn't necessarily fair, but that is my viewpoint. And that's the lens I see stuff through. Sure. Well, I think, I, yeah. And I and I do, I'm not just saying this to, to do a tit for tat for men and women, but like, I do agree that a lot of men are real shitbags. Absolutely. I also agree that a lot of women are too. Like, I think, I think that masculinity can go horribly, horribly off the tracks and, and, and cause men to act in absolutely revolting ways when women display those types of man, masculine behaviors. I think they're just as bad. I think a lot of, fe- a lot of extreme feminists uh, adopt 
the adopt a masculinity in its worst way. And then that's when I start to go like, well, this is no better. Again, to refer, I always reference Carlin on the podcast, but to, to reference another Carlin thing, he has a routine about feminism where he says, is this the best? Now, this was in the 80s when this was a thing, but he goes, he goes, is this the best that women are coming up with is to put on a man-tailored suit with shoulder pads in it and imitate all the worst behaviors of men? I very much agree with that. I very much agree with that. I think that sucks, too. Uh, so I don't like that vengeful spirit on either side of the tracks when men are doing it to try. That's why I say at the top of the thing in my little intro thing spiel, in my spiel, men are doing it to try to smolder the fire of the people that fight against masculinity. And then there are the extreme women that think it shouldn't exist at all. But in, then through them doing that, they're almost exhibiting it themselves. You know, I understand it more from the woman's perspective, though. Well, of, of course, because women have been far more oppressed than men have ever been and still are in many parts of the world. Absolutely. I mean, here I think they are. Yeah. And, and what, I, what I think is like they see like men who have the power exhibiting those beha- that, that behavior. And so maybe they mimic it because that's all they know and how to get power, you know. And it's, I think it's weirder coming from a woman because it's like it, it's just a weird visual trick almost. Well, it's that's, like me wearing toenail polish. That's why I say I don't I don't think it's and this is why I always come back to the same place, which is it's not a man or a woman thing. It's a people thing. People are people and people when given the, the upper hand. Uh, and given the power and given the money or whatever, money and power don't corrupt. People are corrupt, and money and power just remove the facade and let them act like douchebags. I've met as many... Sh- well, let me rephrase that. I doubt you have. Here's, I'm going to rephrase this. I've met fewer shitty females holding positions of power because there are less females holding positions of power. But I'd say if you went on a per capita thing... I've met a lot of I've met a lot of shitty men and women in those same positions, and it's pretty even if you go per capita. You I have, have to go per capita. I have met, um, you know, men and women in power, and of course, there's a bunch of shitty uh, both gender. But I just I don't know. Like, I, I have a manager and agent, and I I had a manager first who was a woman, and I told my manager like I have to work with a woman as an agent whenever I get that agent because I am there is something to me that is, and we're talking about agents, which is a very specific kind of person, but. There is something to me about a man in power that I'm wildly uncomfortable with. That like, and this is just me. When I have male bosses, I hate it. But when I have a female boss, even if they're not that nice, it's way better to me. My meanest boss ever, my two meanest bosses ever were both women. I I don't doubt that. And and I, what I would say is, and and of course. But I'm not saying they're worse than men. I know you're not. I'm just, what all I'm saying is, is my manager now is. Uh, is a woman. I, I know her. Yeah, she's great. She's amazing. Yeah, she's she's awesome. She's wonderful. I've had great male managers in the past too. Um, I've had good female agents. I've had good male agents. I've had bad female agents. I've had bad male agent. You know what I mean? I think I really think it's a per capita thing when we're not seeing a very balanced playing field because men have such a head start. But I have to say that I've met enough cocksuckers on both sides of that fence where I'm just like, what the fuck is with? Because here's the thing. Here's, here's, my, here's an example. You watch like the, you know, the, I'm not picking on Bette Midler. I, I'm a fan of Bette Midler. It'd be Midler. funny if you were, yeah. though. <laughs> You're like, fuck Bette. But, you know, you watch Bette Midler's like by uh, E! True Hollywood Store, whatever the fuck, you know. 
and they'll and they'll show interviews with her and they'll be like, yeah, people say I'm a bitch. You have to be to be a woman in this business and get it done. You got to be a bitch. And it's like, well, guess what? I know a million guys that are in your same position of success and they're fucking assholes. So how is one any different than the other? They felt like they had to be a douchebag to get to where they are. You felt like you had to be a bitch to get where you are. At the end of the day, isn't it just somebody moving their way up the ladder of power has to be a bit of a fucking douchebag? I, I think there's a difference. And I think, Joe, honestly, as men, we can't really understand it. I would like right. to think we could. I mean, listen, I, I don't I know, I know what you're saying. And listen. I don't think either of us are going to treat people badly. It doesn't really no, matter. No, exactly. But I, for instance, an ex-girlfriend of mine um, wrote uh, on a great show uh, that I'm sure you watched. I won't mention it because I want to keep this anonymous, but. You won't mention the show or the girl. I won't mention the show or the one because I don't want, you know, people in the industry will probably listen. So oh, I, I just don't, I don't think it's fair. I mean, this is, this was named hottest industry <laughs> podcast I know that week. and that's the only reason I came on. Yeah, third week in um, a row. But just knowing that in every writer's room, a lot of men are the showrunners and they are the worst. They're just like they're they're a lot they're like Harvard male showrunners and they're the worst people ever. But because they're men, it's just like, well, it's like a man. He's just he's kind of a dick, but whatever, he gets it done. He's really funny. He's really smart. But if a woman leaves the room and is like a dick, it's just she's a cunt. Like that's how it is, and there is a coded difference. Okay, yeah, no, no and, I, I agree with that. And I think that I agree with that. And I think and I think that's very unfair. Yeah, and I, and, sure. I, and I really think that if we are men, we can't possibly understand what that's like because, first of all, and this is weird, when you are a woman looking at a man, you're most of the time looking at someone who is physically bigger than you, who probably has a louder voice than you, and there is something fucking weird about that. That is like I'm scared whenever there's a man bigger than me, and I'm a big guy. I'm scared when there's a man smaller than me. <laughs> yeah, it's just a I man don't is to scary. Fight. Yeah, no, I don't either. Yeah, but um. I always thought that, like, the fact that I didn't learn karate, that I decided not to learn karate when I was 14 has affected my entire future. Like, I've just, like, I should. Yeah. That, it's like, we're hearing Louis C.K. talk about how he took an AV class when he was 16, and that's the reason for his success, because he knows how to edit everything. Right. Not taking karate is the opposite of that for me. <laughs> it's like, I can't have a family because I can't defend them. Right. Like, you know what I mean? All that stuff. Um, I just think that there's, I just think there's a difference that we can't see, because every woman I know... What I, what I thought, remember when Yes All Women came out or when, when that was all happening? Yes. Do you remember that? That was a really formative moment for me in a lot of ways because I, I started to realize like whether I have no idea what it's like to be a woman at all. I really don't know women from anything. Right. I love women. I have three sisters. I have a mother, two female cats, plenty of female friends, all that stuff. Some very uh, not uh, traditionally masculine male friends. But I don't really know what it's like and I can't imagine knowing what it's like and this is a little off topic, but knowing what it's like, every single woman I know tells me that sexism is rampant in their lives. And it seems ridiculous at a certain point. You want to, as a man, you're like, there's no way. That's not sexism. What the fuck do I know? Maybe it is. Maybe it does. And I guess the sexism and the way it affects me is the fact that me putting stupid fucking polish on my toenails is weird is also weird. Like, why? Well, it's not weird. It's, it's weird to certain people. Well, I, I mean, I, admittedly, I, I found it strange, but not like strange where I was like, I'm going to judge Jake. Oh, no, for this. of course. But, but but like strange where I'm like, well, that's weird. He's a he's a straight guy that right. has town polish on. I've never seen anything like but that. Isn't that interesting, though? Isn't that sure. interesting? Just like the ways in which and, and this is why I find you so interesting and, and why I've oh, I mean, I and I'm not trying to 
I love your comedy so much. I think you're one of the best comedians in the country by far. But what's That's so interesting about nice. you, no, you. I really mean that. I really mean I, thank that. You. I thank you. Fantastic. You're very flattered. But thank I always you. found it interesting, like the Opie and Anthony connection, and I don't think I'm I'm going to surprise anyone. I can't stand them. Uh, I really can't. I, I And also, when I was younger, my father used to listen to Howard Stern all the time. And I've heard he's different now, but I hated it. I hated it. Well, because it's so hyper masculine in a way that I can't relate to. Well, I yeah, I I I I had a great time on the Opie and Anthony show. We had a lot. I had a lot of fun, and and it it helped my career tremendously. Uh, they they helped my career tremendously, and I will never forget that. Um, and I had a lot of fun, but I also took a lot of shit for being the emotional guy I know. on the show. No, and yeah. that's why I. I'm not People would email about- me and say like you're the Woody Allen of the, and I'm not saying so. I'm absolved. I'm just saying like, that- no, no, I'm not trying to. Absolve. I'm trying okay. to say that's what I find fascinating about you is I've listened to that show. I've listened to YouTube clips of like Patrice Louis. I mean, some of the best comics of all time were on that show, and right. were their guys, you know. And this is what I'm saying is interesting. I'm not asking. Don't be, you don't need to be absolved for anything. What I'm saying is you are the guy on that show of all of those brilliant fucking masculine comics, mostly men, right? That. What were the one who was like, come on, guys, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Which is why I think is so interesting about you. Before I met you, I knew of you. And so I knew of you as this person. And so I find it very interesting is like you are kind of like friends with all of these guys that are really like guys that I almost don't ever want to meet. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, I'm like, I don't want to be in the same room with some of those. Well, guys. it was an interesting thing coming up the comedy ladder in New York because New York was a very, very alpha. Yeah town especially if you were coming up through the clubs uh which i did i came up through the club circuit i did not come up through the alt room circuit but even in the alt room circuit in new york they're much more alpha than the alt room guys out here absolutely yeah so well yeah so so it's an interesting place to come up and the thing that attracted me to uh being uh, you know sort of immersed in in this in this sea of masculinity when I was sort of a, you know, mildly effeminate guy, um, was it, it thickened my skin in a way that I was unaware, you know, capable of happening or whatever. You know, when I was in high school, I got in grade school too. I got picked on a lot. I couldn't handle people making fun of me. I couldn't deal with any of it. So when I hit a point at the, uh, hanging out the comedy cellar, where I was able to sit there and take a trashing from Patrice and Voss and Keith and all these guys that eventually became very dear friends, um, I, I, it was amazing to me. It was such a growth for me. Um, the one mistake I would say I sort of made was, was, was trying super hard to be exactly like them at times, which I wasn't. I have a lot of those same traits, but I also have a bit of a mushier side to me too, and I'm not saying none of those guys do. But I always felt like I could never show that off, well, and it, and you know, and, and and when I finally did, it was accepted. They're my friends, you know. Sure, but 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 just the fact that it's weird to show that right. off is fascinating. And sure, it's weird to me, and and that's and and you know. That's what I'm kind of talking about, and that's why I think you're so fascinating, and why I want to talk about this with you is like. I just don't understand why being a man has anything to do 
with this hyper aggressiveness. Now, I understand biologically what goes on in me as a man. I understand what goes on when I see a fucking hot woman that I really want to fuck. I have a lot of those traits too, like the Opie and Anthony guys. I think a lot of straight men do. I think most straight men have a lot sure. of those traits. But I, but I just find it very interesting, and I don't think there's really an answer. I think if you really push those guys, and they were being super honest, like Voss or whatever, guys I've never met that are all super funny, grew up watching, think they're so funny, no question about it. Side note before I get into this, Hyper-masculine comedy, a lot of the time, depending on who, is some of my favorite to watch because it's very yeah. pointed. It's very has a strong point of view. It's fucking hilarious. Well, yeah. And Even a guy like Bill Hicks, who was immensely a liberal guy, was, you know, it's very hyper-masculine. Hyper-masculine. And it's yeah. so funny because you're, it, it, like, when I write jokes, like, I... I think I can be edgy, but a lot of times I won't say a lot of stuff that I write. I'm sure. like, I don't know if that's really what I want to put out there. I don't sure. know that that's necessarily what I want to put into the world as a as a straight male. You know, sure. Um, but 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 those guys are, don't give a fuck, and they're so unfiltered, and it's so funny. And there's no even even if you don't agree with something, you can find it very funny. And which sure. is why I I I never have a problem with certain topics. But then I also hear people being like, like when like rape jokes. Very interesting thing to talk about. It's sure. so fascinating. At a certain point, enough women were like, Jake, I can't express to you how much it hurts me when someone says a rape joke. I'm like, yeah, then I guess I'm just not going to do it. I guess I'm just not going to do it. You happen to have a very interesting take on on a, on a on rape? rape joke, which is you felt you were that happened to you once, which is a very interesting angle on it. And so, of course, that's OK. But but I, but I'm just saying like hyper masculinity or what we see as hyper masculinity in society i find wildly repellent because i think it really is dismissive of feelings it's dismissive of so many other people's points of view and i happen to think that hyper masculinity even if you feel that way in your soul is not really that good for society well also too there's a difference obviously between hyper masculinity in performance and hyper masculinity in life yes and i will say that every guy i know Myself included, I would say if you watched my act, you would think that I was a pretty hyper-masculine yes. guy. Yes. I would say, but every guy I know that has an act like that, uh, myself included, uh, when when it's off stage, it's a very different thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes. Well, sometimes, yeah, not every guy. But, like, you know, I remember Patrice was was a great example of that to me. Like, it was always so fascinating to me that he was so... He was so, uh, I mean, the, it, confident is not a strong enough word yeah. for it. Yeah. The way he carried himself on stage, how pointed his opinions were, how insightful they were, yet still controversial, and the amount of people I would see get mad and the amount of people that you'd see laugh harder than they ever laughed in their yeah. life. I mean, it was just such an amazing thing to watch. And then yet this guy, who people were terrified of, would call me every Thanksgiving and invite me to Thanksgiving dinner, you know, and, and like would call me or let me call him and he would give me advice and stuff. And I always said that I, used to, I, I would, uh, the story I would always tell about Bobby Kelly was, you know, Bobby would be on stage and it would be so like pointed and, and like, you know, like, like he's, he's, his act a few years back, five, six, seven years ago was, is very different than it is now. But back then it was, it was, it was loud, you know, and um, and uh, and and aggressive. But you know, that's the same guy that took me down the stairwell at the comedy store and handed me sixty dollars in cash and was like, when I was broke, like literally, almost brought me to tears. And then I tried to give it back to him a year later when I had money, and he goes, "No, you give it to somebody else, man." It's like one of the most moving things that I've ever experienced. Well, so it's nice, but here's what I'm getting at. Ultimately, it's nice when you can. 
be somebody that, that that's there part of the time and not there the rest of the time. You know what I mean? Like, and I, uh, I think yeah. I'm similar on stage. To be completely you honest, you are. Well, you come off crazy aggressive on stage. Yeah, and and I enjoy it. It's a comedy. It's comedy. And I'm not even really talking. I mean, we are talking about comedy to some degree. You know, because no, 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 I know. Yeah, but yeah. but it's it's just what's interesting, Joe, is that like, and here's kind of the point I'm making too is like, so. That guy who's super pointed on stage giving you money is like supposedly not a masculine act. That isn't what you said, but if we think about it, that's kind of what you're saying, which is so interesting. Right. So interesting. <laughs> he gave you fucking money because he's your friend, and he should give you money. I mean, of course, it's a sweetheart act. I've given people money. I get, I've gotten money from people, and it's like, wow, thank you so much. But it's like, isn't that interesting that just being nice is not necessarily masculine. <laughs> well, you know what it is to me? I think that people confuse um, being masculine with being callous. And I think those are two very different yes, things. I agree. I agree. Which is, so that's the way I see that. Like, Yeah, which is why you see it as a, not a gender thing necessarily. Yeah, yeah, look, my dad's, because here's the nice side of masculinity, you know, uh, my dad is a, is, a, is quite a masculine guy. Now, this is a guy that's as gentle as the wind, uh, you know, hugs you, kisses you. If he saw you more than three times in your life, he would hug you as yeah. a greeting. Like, yeah. you know, he's a deacon in the church. He visits people in prison. Like, you know, great heart. But a man's man, like, likes beer, Yeah, knows how to fix a fucking car on the yeah. side of the road. Right. You know, anything that breaks ever, he knows how to fix it. Right. You know, so, and he's quiet. So I think, like, you know, people see that, you know, th that interpretation of a man, or people see the other interpretation of a man, which is the, the sort of more alpha personality with a lot of opinions and stuff. And I think people confuse it with somebody being callous or or, or cut off and some people are some people that don't some men that don't talk are callous they, and shut off from their emotions some men that are always ramming their agenda down your throat are callous and don't give a fuck about you but then there are the ones that are like no I'm just a passionate guy right, right, right. I have to say that to people all the time I'm always like I'm not yelling at you I'm just right. passionate I'm yeah. sorry you know <laughs> Uh, or I'll say to my manager all the time, I'll go, I'm not yelling at you. I'm just upset about yeah. this thing. And she's like, I know, I know. Yeah. Get it out. This is for us. Go ahead. Yeah. You know, and um, Burr, all those guys that I've been talking about were always really great at that. I kind of learned that from them, like the difference between like, you know, picking your battles and knowing like when, you know what I mean? Right. But, but what's interesting about yeah, sorry. those guys, and I don't know those guys, uh, but, but what I'm saying is, is that. What's interesting, and you do have female friends. A lot of those guys don't. You know what I mean? Like they don't really have the guys female I'm specifically friends. talking about, or the guys, or just guys, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter. It's right. a mix of both. But I'm just saying, a lot of guys they look at women as people to fuck. You know what I mean? It's they're never going to be interested in a real friendship with most of them, which is interesting. It's just interesting to me. It's like why not? They're people. You don't have to fuck every woman. Well, you know that 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 topic. And the guys, I feel like I just keep, like, I'm not, like, I know you're not attacking any of my friends, by the way. I just think it's super interesting to talk about. Exactly, this is exactly. what I want to talk about is right. you specifically But when I when I just when I make a justification about, like, my friends, I don't want you to think that's me interpreting what you're saying as, as some sort of attack or something. But the guys I know do have, the guys I know personally do have many friends that are women, which I think would... I think it would surprise people that I have many friends that are women. You know what I mean? But then I know guys that don't. Uh, as well, and I've I've 
some guys, the guys that I know that don't, uh, I don't know. If, most of them are not in comedy because most comedians are friends with male yeah, and female comedians, right? I mean, what I'm looking for in a but, friend is someone who's funny as shit. I mean, exactly. You know. So, but but I do know men. I, do, I absolutely know men that like are not friends with women, uh, and but are married. And I'll say, and I'll, the, the, their wives are not friends with men. And I'll say, well, why is your wife not allowed to be friends with a guy? And they're like, because I'm not friends with a girl, and that she's not friends. That that's how this works, you know, like. So part of me thinks, that's fucking insane. You're nuts. The other part of me thinks, well, there is the chance they're going to want to fuck each other. So, all right, now yeah. we're into that whole discussion right, right, now. Right, right, so right. so I sort of get it. I, I don't get it more than I get it. So meaning, yes, I, I totally I, understand My, what my wife and I will have friends of the opposite sex. Um, but, but there are guys out there, man, that like... It's it's tough, man. It's the whole thing is tough. Maybe men and women shouldn't live together on the same planet. Maybe we should just <laughs> be separated. True, <laughs> but but I think I would kill myself if I had to live with only men. That's the only thing. I it, it's just interesting. I and again, it's not like I have answers. Uh, I, but well, I, we have no answers other than that we're both lesbians. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I drive a Subaru Forester. Uh, like my friend got into my car uh, a few years ago and was like, when are we picking up Martina Navratilova? And I was like, I didn't have an answer for that. Uh, but, uh, hopefully soon. But I just think that, I just think it's interesting. I, cause I, cause I've, oh, my whole life I've just been like hurdle, like just spinning in this fucking orbit where I'm like, I don't know what I am. I just, I, I don't. I don't understand the need for definition and I don't understand why people, even though we are mammals that will die and we're not going anywhere that and we evolved out of bacteria are like no you act like that and that's how you act and you like like i found it weird and this is and talk about you you when you thought it was weird that not weird but you were like i can't believe he's not gay i found it weird when you didn't like sports because i like sports right which is fucking hilarious right and i like sports because i grew up playing it and that was how i found and that's how i find love through my dad and he, he'll call me when the rangers score a goal the giants score a touchdown and it's like very easy for me to like find a, a common ground that way right um and i played sports from a young age i think i told you this the other night we were hanging out when i was like seven and you started playing sports I just happened to be very fast. Just, I, it wasn't like I worked for it. Just was gifted with a lot of speed when I was seven, so I could play sports very well. I just have, and I have pretty good hand-eye coordination, so I played sports. Right. So when you're seven, it doesn't matter. Everyone thinks you're cool because you're great at sports. Then I got older, and I was thirteen. Puberty hit, and I have all these feelings, and I'm still pretty good at sports. And every other kid that plays sports is so masculine. So masculine is just like that's weird that you're, you know, you're gay. What's wrong with you? Why are you like, right. upset all the time? So I was stuck in this weird place where like I like sports i like the physicality of it i think it's fun to follow even though it's obviously pointless and stupid but every other person i knew that liked sports was like a fucking dick you know what i mean right. they were just fucking hyper masculine assholes they'd all talk about oh i got to second base like you know like they were 13 like yeah man i touched your tits it's fucking awesome they would never be friends with women ever in a million years that was not and these are you know these are 13 year old idiots but so I was like, Wait, what am I then? So then I thought I was gay, but not because I was attracted to men, because everyone told me I was gay because I wasn't like them. So I tried jacking off to guys and it didn't work because I'm like, I'm not attracted to them. And I'm like, what the fuck am I? Right. So then I was like stuck in this weird spot 
uh, where I was like, I don't even know what being a man means. Like, cause I don't feel they're telling me I'm not one, but I feel like a man. Right. I look at my body and it makes sense to me. Right. And so I just, I've always been so confused by this. And even in comedy, who are some of the most liberal people alive uh, and truly thoughtful and wonderful, brilliant people, they still want to compartmentalize you. And being in Hollywood, they want to compartmentalize you, obviously. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Like when I watch a show like Workaholics, which I think is pretty funny, I'm like, I don't fucking get this at all. Or I right. get one-tenth of it. I'm like, why is that what a guy is? I, my friends are all very sensitive. I have to have more, <laughs> I have to have more 2 a.m. conversations with my male friends than any female that's friends hilarious. I have. That's you know? hilarious. Well, I think that's, I think that's a good place to draw to a close because... I think that's what it boils down to. People, people outside of us, not meaning you and I, but all of us, will continue to compartmentalize. The battle of the sexes will slowly, slowly, slowly grind to a halt, but it's going to be a very slow progression, uh, as all things are when it comes to progress. And at the end of the day, I don't think it matters what that guy thinks, what this girl thinks, how that girl acts, if that guy acts. If your boss is an asshole, whether it's, a male or a female, she's a fucking she. He's a fucking asshole. That's all that comes down to it. And as long as you're living your truth and treating your opposite sex properly, then who gives a shit, right? We're not going to change the world. We're just a couple of lesbians trying to figure it out. Uh, Jake, do you want to plug anything? Uh, uh, if you want to see my sketch group, it's at womencomedy.com. I think you'll like it. You will love it. Check it out. San Fran will see you this week. Uh, Indianapolis next week. Bye.